Greetings and salutations. Welcome to SGL Daily for August 2nd, 2023. The word of the Lord today is from the book of Romans, chapter 3. Therefore, we're going to be focusing exclusively on the gospel this morning. We begin at verse 9. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. What does it mean to be under sin? Romans 11, starting at verse 32, says, For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and how inscrutable his ways! In Galatians 3, we read, But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. We continue at verse 10. As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. In case there were any questions, this is further elaborated in Psalms 14 and 53 which read, they are corrupt, they do abominable deeds, there is none who does good. And in Ecclesiastes 7, we read, surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. We continue at verse 13. Their throat is an open grave, they use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips, and their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Psalm 5 elaborates this. For there is no truth in their mouth. And in James 3, we read, But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. We continue to verse 15. Their feet are swift to shed blood, and their paths are ruin and misery. In the way of peace, they have not known. In Proverbs 1, we read, But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. And in Isaiah 59, we see their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Desolation and destruction are in their highways. In the way of peace, they do not know. And there is no justice in their paths. They have made their roads crooked and no one who treads on them knows peace. We continue at verse 18. There is no fear of God before their eyes. What does it mean to have no fear of God before your eyes? Psalm 36 lays this out. Transgression speaks to the wicked deep in his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes, for he flatters himself in his own eyes that his iniquity cannot be found out and hated. The words of his mouth are trouble and deceit. He has ceased to act wisely and do good. He plots trouble while on his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good. He does not reject evil. We continue at verse 19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped And the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, 
since through the law comes knowledge of sin. David gives voice to this in Psalm 143. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore my spirit faints within me. My heart within me is appalled. Brothers and sisters, do we see that atonement is necessary because of our uncleanness and sin? As it says in Leviticus 16, And now for the great conjunction. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. In Acts 15, this is elaborated. But we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. We continue, for there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. There are many scriptures that bear this out. We start in Romans 4. It depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring. In Ephesians 2, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works. Titus 3, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. And in Matthew 20 and 1 Timothy 2, we read that the Son of Man gave his life as a ransom for many. And in Ephesians 1 and Colossians 1, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. In Hebrews 9, we read, He entered once for all into the holy places by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that these who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. And in 1 Peter chapter 1, Knowing that you were ransomed for the precious blood of Christ, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Let us pray. Abba, you have shown your righteousness and your divine forbearance by passing over our sins by the blood of your Son. Thank you for showing your righteousness even at this present time, as you are just and the justifier of those who have faith in Jesus. Amen.